I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, travelers? Thank you for tuning in to the 15th episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Dalton, and with me as always is Pharaoh. Yo, 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 what's up? I feel like this week went by really slow, given, but like <laughs> I feel like I had a ton to do, and I feel like it should have went by way faster. I almost literally thought, I was like, wait, did I forget to record a, like an episode this week? But... <laughs> Well, I think also part of that, like you put in some bonus episodes and stuff this week too. So like I could see how like you're like, did you already like, you know, record or something like that? Because this is now going to be your third time recording Genshin Impact stuff. So I get that. Yeah, I've had this idea of doing the bonus episodes for a while. And then I remember going on Hoya Lab, seeing like the events going on. And it's like, oh, you can earn 60 Prima Gems or whatever. So I thought, you know, what the heck, I'll just record a 10 minute episode and the the reason why I I did it is because like one I feel like I I want to record more I want to do bonus content but it's so hard at least to me it's hard to come up with bonus content on Genshin mm. just because we cover so much with just the regular episodes each week yeah so I didn't want to record anything that felt like filler And this kind of is filler with my submissions to the events because obviously I want more Prima Gems, but (laughs) it it felt like I could at least contribute something or my thoughts on something and not just feel really like, feel like nothing. So, but yeah, if you guys want to listen to the bonus episodes, they're there, they're on the feed. Uh, I do one where I talk about what I would want to do with Klee for a day. And then, then I did another one where I talked about like the thing that impressed me the most about Kazuha. So yeah, they're like short 10-minute episodes, so you got an extra 20 minutes of content this week. What so, yeah. were, Just distilled down into a very quick sentence, what was your favorite thing about Kazuha? My favorite, th- my, the thing that impressed me the most about Kazuha, not my favorite thing, but the thing that okay, impressed, impressed me impressed the most yeah. was the fact that he, it's his resolve. Like, he literally has taken so much pain and, like, I want to just say he's just taken a lot of crap from like the nation that he cares about and that the nation that his family has supported for so long, but continued to like take crap from them. And like, he was called a criminal, da, 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 da. Like I could, the list goes on, but then you find out in his story, like he's just still so cool, calm and collected. Like he just, he shows like no anger towards anybody. There's gotta be like a piece of media off the top of my head, but it's not coming to me right now where a character was treated so badly, and then they were just the villain. That cause was not that person. Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. All right, you ready? We got a lot to dig into. So much. Before we dig into all the 
all the news that, quite frankly, I'm really mad at Hoyoverse. I hope someone from Hoyoverse listens to this, right? Me and Pharaoh worked real hard to try to keep the episode last week to the bare minimum, which ended up actually going way over I wanted it to. Yeah. As soon as I got done recording the episode, I was literally editing the show, and Pharaoh messages me, and my phone starts blowing up with, oh, we got the new Fatui trailer that we're going to be talking about. I just started, Twitter literally blew up like six times. Mm Mm-hmm. With new characters, I'm breaking that on the show for you guys. You got new characters, a new EP, uh, gameplay details. They finally gave us details on the weapon banner for version 2.8. So that's what we're diving into today. But before we get to that, we do have a review reading. I finally remembered to do it this time. There you go. <laughs> uh, this review reading is a five-star review, so thank you very much. This review reading is by Aegis. And I said it like that because literally their name has a question mark and an exclamation point. Ah. <laughs> uh, the title of their review is loving the show and they say every episode has been great so far. It is very chill and it sounds, and it's sound design is second to none. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Love, very I love nice. that you love the show. Uh, and if you guys want your review read aloud on the show, uh, leave us a five star review in Apple podcasts. Uh, so you can hear us next week or hear yourself next week. That's what I meant to say. There you go. All righty. Here we go. We've got lots to go over. We're gonna get the. We're just kind of build up. We're gonna start with the with the boring stuff, stuff that you know we could probably skip, and then just <laughs> keep tr- keep trucking on, and we're gonna get right into this to the uh, nitty gritty. Yeah, giant reward at the end though. For oh yeah, end, so. for sure. If only they didn't. If, if only they weren't allowed to scrub through the episode. Yeah, exactly. If it's only. all right. <laughs> no, no timestamps. I'm not. I'm not letting you guys cheat this week. <laughs> All right, we got a new Genshin Impact EP, which I don't even know what this form of EP stands for. Because whenever they put one of these out, it's just a new live wallpaper, right? Which you can get off of the Nova desktop. So this one's called Sunlight Through the Clouds. It is a Kazuha themed uh, EP. You have some music. Uh, what whether or not they upload it right away to Nova Desktop app, I'm not sure, but you can check it out. It's just like a nice scenic uh video. It shows Coswell with a cat, so I haven't watched this yet. Um, but if you have Nova Desktop, check it. You can go in there and check and see if they have it. But I know they had an Ayaka one back in like 2.6 mm-hmm. or 2.7, and uh, or yeah, it was 2.6. And that ended up coming to Nova Desktop, so I can only assume that this one will as well. I will say I was really hoping for, there's this one song that plays in the new event, Whenever You're Traveling on Sea. Oh. It's it's the best soundtrack I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it is really good. I I think I'm in a Disney-like movie all of a sudden. And I'm like, or like something Kingdom Hearts or something like that. And I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. So I just need to find that, and I'm going to put it on repeat for like a thousand times. I'm sure they'll come out with a soundtrack for yeah. for it. I just clicked this to see, like, maybe, you know, it, it, it happens to be that song, or, you know, part of the, the thing is that song, but no, it's not, unfortunately. No? Dang. It's still good, though, but yeah. Oh, it is. It's really good. I second that. Yeah. All right, we finally got the weapon banner details, which we didn't have before because they didn't give them to us, but now we do, And <laughs> which was really weird that they weren't in the uh, live stream, right? Yeah, no, they yeah. weren't in the live stream. They were not, no. 
So we have your event wish for the weapon banner. So the boosted drop rates for Freedom Sworn Sword and Lost Prayer to the Sacred Winds, which is the catalyst. Uh, obviously, this is going on. It will end after the, uh, obviously, when the version ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, the four stars that are released alongside this weapon banner that have the uh, rate up are the alley flash, which is the sword, the Mitternacht's waltz bow. Oh, those are five star. No, those are four stars. Yes. Those are four stars, yeah. As well as the four star weapon rain slasher, which is the claymore, the favonius lance polearm, and the widsith catalyst. Um. You obviously can use your epitomized path, and that's pretty much it. So, yeah. the Freedom Sworn, is that Kazwa's weapon? Freedom Sworn? Uh, yes, I think okay. so. Now I'm now I'm doubting it, but I believe it is. I couldn't yeah. remember, but I know that Lost Prayer is the catalyst that you want for Klee. Yeah. I know that for a fact, so... Yeah, I'm actually um, looking it up in the background. I'll, I'll be able to confirm later on if it's not. Cool. Uh, so good luck to you guys on your pulls if you plan on pulling for those weapons. Now, we also have three new characters that got announced. These characters, and I know Pharaoh knows this already, but mm-hmm. these characters were leaked quite a bit ago, like at least a few weeks before... Uh, before being officially announced. So um, we're going to go right into it. I'm going to start with the four stars, and we're going to start with Kali. And Kali is a, well, is what we think to be a four star. uh, A four star Dendro uh, user, Mm -hmm. and they use a bow. They actually show her bow in the image. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if they've ever done that before. Have they I, done that? That's a good question. You ask these strange questions that I'm like, oh yeah, I shouldn't say you ask these because this is the first time. But yeah, like that is a good question. I've never noticed if anyone was holding their weapon or <laughs> not in their picture. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's just like a weird thing to me. Like, why would they just show her weapon? Like, I don't know. Whatever. So she is a trainee ranger active in a Vidya forest in Sumeru. She's positive and optimistic, enthusiastic and kind. She is from Sumeru, but few people know about her experiences before she came to Gandharvaville. Vili? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to say that word. Ville. I'm pretty sure it's Ville. Ville. Yeah. Ville. I'm not going to read too much, but I will read this quote. Uh, it's just, it says, oh, you're going to Sumeru. Can you give my regards to Kali? Well, it's been so long, I wonder if her hair has grown out and if she's taller. And that's from Amber. So you get a little bit of lore um, regarding Kali and Amber. But this may not be new to you if you read the manga because Kali is a character in the manga. Um, And I know she has interactions with Amber in the comics. So, yeah. So our first four-star Dendro user. And then we also have Dory, who is another... Uh, four-star user, or what we believe to be four-star. And Dory is an Electro uh, Vision holder, and she is a Claymore user. They have a quote here. 
No matter how rare the experimental uh, materials are, you can buy them from Dory. I don't know where she gets her goods from. Also, make sure you pay attention to the price when you buy from her. My heart aches every time I pay the bill. Uh, so it looks like she's gonna. She's a sumo merchant, mm-hmm. uh, specifically. She looks like a, a genie almost. A little bit. Also, kind of, well, I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but like the style in which she attacks is different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that quote that I did read is by the next character that we're going to go over, and that is Tenari. Tenari is our thought thought as five-star. It's almost like guaranteed. just looks yeah. like a five-star character. Um, it's It's so funny. You can almost like... When they get announced, even if they weren't leaked, you would just know. Yeah, you kind of do. Just, I mean, even based on, like, details in some cases, right? Yeah. You know, if there's a really cool factor to them, chances are that's probably going to be a five-star. So, yeah. Yep. So, from what I'm gathering, Tanari is a bow user? Yeah, I believe so. I'm pretty sure. I'm, like, 98% because of, of reasons and things. Sure. That it is a <laughs> it is a bow user. The the picture the picture in the post makes me think that he's a catalyst user. Just uh, from that, yeah. Like, oh yeah, thing I can see that. Around. That thing floating around. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you're you're right. That is odd that that's there. Um, but yeah, I don't think it is unless they're doing a last minute change. <laughs> um. So Tenari is a Dendro user, and they are from the Avidia Forest, and they are a Watcher. So uh. Obviously, Tanari is the master of Kali. And they have a quote here, a message for you. I brought back a specialty from the desert, two packs of honey dates, which helps to replenish your energy, whether in the morning or at night. Thank you for your patience and teaching and taking care of Kali. Good luck with your work and best wishes for Kali's studies. And that is by an uh, by an anonymous writer. But it was writ- the written message was left inside a candy box placed on the watcher's table. It's funny. I'm now reading this quote for the second time, and I'm thinking, could you imagine food that actually gave you more or less energy, depending on what kind of the day you ate it? Yeah, that that is a strange concept to grasp. I'll give you that. I don't know why it's included in this quote, but okay. <laughs> Which one are you most excited about? Tanari, Kali, or Dory? I mean, it'd have to be Tanari, I would say. I just... Yeah, like I have to say Tanari probably, um, just based off of looks. Because the other option for for Kali, I'm kind of inherently disappointed with her because um based on the uh, can I can I say this? I I feel like I can, but from the manga, do you want to talk about the manga for a second? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean the that part of the manga has I feel like has been out for it's a really long since time. The beginning. Since the beginning, yeah. it's been out. And I haven't, I haven't actually read any of the manga, surprisingly, because I mm-hmm. just, I don't know why. I've just been putting it off for so long. Um, well, for the most part, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, the only one that I do know, kind of, is the first one, and that's literally because I read it whenever it first came out. So now my memory's bad on it. But gotcha. there, there is, like originally in that manga right like she had a delusion and um you know from the fatui and she was, she was experimented on by dottore and she had like these really awesome powers <laughs> uh 
So, like, the fact that she's just a dendro is a little uh, lackluster, I guess. Mm-hmm. When I thought that, like, maybe she would be a character that they would be saving to be a five-star and she would have, like, be dendro, but with these kind of, you know, dark abilities, too. And uh, Could but- you imagine if, the, if they made her switch, like, her skills switched kind of like how... Uh, child's switches between like a bow and and like two daggers but instead of just switch the element yeah like that's the thing like they just don't have like a dark element so like that would be a whole beast of its own so i'm assuming that's why they didn't do anything like that mm-hmm. and on top of i think I, I don't know if they're lazy or not or they just don't want to break the structure of having a character that flips between elements even though you and i have talked about that several times now like that would be amazing if they did it um but yeah, like in this case, like I really like she did some really cool things in the manga and I was like, oh, I really wanted a character like that. And so seeing her released in this form seems very lackluster. So because of that um, and because they're both going to be Dendro bow users. Um, yeah, definitely Tenari is, is my number one. What about you? Um, Well, if I'm talking about what I've seen online, mm-hmm. I'm most interested in Dory. Yeah. And that's just just blatantly because of her her fighting style and the way that it looks and she 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 looks like the exact opposite of Tanari. She looks like she would be a catalyst user but she's not. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of what makes me think like how Haizu is a close combat in your face like melee style Catalyst user, Dory's the exact opposite. At least that's what it looks like to me. She's more of yeah, a ranged of. Claymore user, which is like kind of crazy to think about. Mm. Or does I say Kali or Dory? I think you said Dory, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm I think Dory's the one that I'm most excited about seeing how they work. I think, yeah, I think you're certainly right about that. Like one thing that does excite me is that, you know, even though they haven't gone as far as the switching of the elements and stuff like that. It seems like they might be trying to experiment a bit more with, yeah. you know, they're, different They're definitely styles. coloring outside the lines now. Yeah, because, I mean, the ones that are, like, kind of different from the norm, right? That's got to be... Cleave was the first one, right? Because mm-hmm. she's Catalyst, but it's a different style of Catalyst, I would say. It's not just, like, elemental magic floating at you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a Cleave that was, like, just a little bit of a break from the norm. Then we had Child with a switch up, right? That was kind of... Um, different and then I don't think we had anyone else really different until um, uh, who did we just have we just had someone yes yes thank you Hazu. and then now Dory so hopefully those two being close together mean that there's going to be even more on the way that they're going to be doing them more frequently but I agree just be wishful thinking so we'll see I hope so too yeah we're going to go through the summertime odyssey gameplay details we aren't going to talk about the story just because me and Pharaoh both at least have not finished it, give you guys a little bit more time to play through that. But we will give you the details so you know what you have to do to get into this event, what the rewards are, and what kind of gameplay you're going to be doing. Uh, So the gameplay duration is from uh, now till the end of 2.8 server time, and the event shop is the same. It is open from... Which, you know, it's it's been open a day after the event actually started, but it will end also at the end of version 2.8. Uh, 
To be eligible for this event, you need to be at least Adventure Rank 32 or above. You need to complete the Archon Quest Chapter 2, Prologue, Autumn Winds, Scarlet Leaves. That's like fairly, uh, fairly new, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, because it, it has a lot to do with, you know, Kazuo and Kazuha. stuff. So. Yeah. Um, and then you also need to complete Mona's Story Quest, Astrolabos, Chapter Act 1, Beyond the World Stars. Uh, like Pharaoh said, because Mona is um, in the story of the event. During this time, the adventure rank required to accept Mona Story Quest will be adjusted to Adventure Rank 32, so you can complete Mona Story Quest to enhance your experience. That means that you can pick up Mona Story Quest and do it, so you can take part in the event now, where normally you would not be able to because her Story Quest is required after Adventure Rank 32. Mm -hmm. And then the gameplay details. Uh, during the event, complete the specified quest to unlock Surf Piercer and Phantom Realms. You'll complete corresponding challenges and quests to obtain rewards such as Prima Gems, Heroes Wit, and Mystic Enhancement, or can never have too much of that. Yeah. During the, <laughs> during the Surf <laughs> Piercer. <laughs> I always, now, I like I say that a lot, I feel like, but I find myself thinking, why do they just continue to give this to me as like an actual reward? Right. Are there people who actually are running out of Mystic Enhancement Ore, you think? There's no um, way. I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. It's hard for me to imagine, certainly, so I, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, so for the Surf Piercer event, uh, during the challenge, travelers must navigate their Wave Rider and follow the objective markers to pass through the Golden Track banners en route to the final destination. Your Wave Rider will gather a certain amount of Piercer Drive, which is the green glowing orbs. Once the charging process is complete, you can activate a more powerful Surf Piercer's Surge. This ability can have a maximum of three stacks. Use the special Coalesce ability during the challenge to gather all of the available Pierce Drivers within a certain AoE. So a lot of these orbs are up in the air. You can't actually get them, so you need to use the specific ability to obtain them. When you use the Surf Piercer Surge, a Wave Rider will become capable of destroying certain obstacles along the track, which you can then use to find some hidden shortcuts and to kind of cut down on the time. The destructible objects are small and large composite obstacles, fences, hot air balloons, and small floating towers. Uh, you'll want to complete corresponding challenges, qu challenges quests to obtain rewards such as Prima Gems, Heroes with Mystic Enhancement, or and Mora. We also have the Phantom Realms event. Real quick, I just want to mention. Yeah. Is it just me that wants, like, some naval warfare going on? Like, I, I'm kind of tired. Not tired of, like, I do enjoy, like, the boat challenges, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, I really feel like boats are underutilized in this game. And I would love to have, like, some other boats attacking us. And Actually, have we had that before? I feel like now that I'm saying it, there might have been an event where we did that before. If there if there was, I didn't do it. The only okay. thing that I can think of is you did one in Inazuma. Well, that was just overworld exploration, so no. The only other one that I can think of is right when we got Shenhe and mm -hmm. you fought the sea monster, Osile, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. And then you had to just like kind of ride around and collect all the jade uh, jade chamber stuff that fell. Yeah, the debris. That's yeah, it. Not quite the same, but yeah, like I, w I would like to have like some naval 
combat, upgrade my boat kind of thing. Like, I think that, like, you know, that part of the game is definitely underutilized right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Continue. I just expect- had to express my disappointment. No, I want to I want to keep going only because that's a really good idea. I want something really simple like jump puzzles almost mm-hmm. that you can't touch the water and you have to jump out of the wave rider. Oh yeah. And then okay. like f- and then like glide into another wave rider. That would be cool too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like that's the thing there's lots of things they could do there. I also think this might be too much and I understand if they would want to do it, but I do think like I mean, the boat's cool, right? But it's, like, super small, and it's unrealistic. Like, I think we could have a bigger boat <laughs> where we could actually be on the boat <laughs> and turn it into a little bit more of, like, almost oh, like an could. Assassin's Creed kind of style. Um, I just think, like, Genshin like, Impact meets Assassin's Creed Naval Warfare would be the sickest thing in the entire world. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I love just, Black Flag. There you go. So, like, if any if any devs listening right now, uh, make that stuff happen, please. <laughs> Phantom Realms, the other gameplay event in the Summertime Odyssey. Uh, during the event, you will complete the initial exploration challenge in Phantom Realms to unlock Direct Strike and carry out challenges. Complete specific challenges in Phantom Realms to attain rewards such as Prima Gems, Hero's Wit, Mystic Enhancement Aura, and Iridescent Floatsome. Which is the event shop currency, correct? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, you can use special combat skill known as the Flowing Leaf Slasher in Misty Hills Foggy Veils to deal damage to opponents within a fixed AoE. Uh, the Flowing Leaf Slasher will enter cooldown after being used and during this time. Using characters' elemental skills and bursts or activating certain talents that provide buffs can decrease the cooldown for Flowing Leaf Slasher. There are three types of Verdure, which will randomly appear during the challenge. You want to pick up the different Verdures to obtain different buffs. So you have a green, one blue Verdure, which was... It's one blue. It's it's green. It's not blue, it's green. Yeah. Greatly increases your character's jumping power and allows <laughs> plunging attacks performed to decrease Flowing Leaf Slasher's cooldown by 0.5 seconds. This buff lasts 12 seconds. You also have the Red Smolder Verdure, which is like a orangish-red looking leaf. Mm-hmm. This will increase damage dealt by characters by 30%, and it will last for 8 seconds. And then you have the Gold Splinter Verdure, which will decrease the cooldown for elemental skills and bursts for characters by 20% for 8 seconds. Um, And then obviously you'll just... It's a combat challenge. You just got to defeat opponents, and you're just yeah. using those buffs to do it. Uh, in the Phantom Realm, we also have the Island Stirring Strings. Allegro Blooms and Tremolo Florets are present in the Island's Stirring Strings. So the Allegro Blooms, I believe, are just like the the uh, the guitar-looking like plant thing. Yeah, I think so. And the Tremolo Florets are the are the big like what is that called? Not like it's like a speaker. That, that those, looks like a speaker. It doesn't look like a speaker to me. You know those big, uh, not they're not instruments. They're like they're like record players that have like cranks, and then like the music comes out the. It, you oh. know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, like I know what you're talking about. I think, but I don't know the name of it. I don't know. But if you're talking about that <laughs> instrument that you like with a strap on your neck that you hold and you crank it, is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. This is something that like plays music, plays like a like a record almost. Oh. It was like a record player. 
I don't, I don't know. I'm a record player, I guess. <laughs> but which one? Which one do you think looks like that? The flower. Oh, oh, you know what it I'm talking looks about? like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it looks like the uh, yeah, the speaker <laughs> output part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. gotcha. I'm, uh, let me see if I can find out what the name of that part is. <laughs> the, I think uh, the horn. I think it might be literally called the horn end of it. I'm not sure. Maybe. All right. Uh, activate allegro allegro blooms in the correct way to create wind currents that will help you glide around, fly up, up and away using the winds currents. That was really cringy. Created by Allegro Blooms and gain this enhancement when performing plunging attacks. Uh, unleash a shockwave that deals damage to opponents in a fixed AoE. And then you can actuate tremolo florets in the right way to cause them to release sound waves. See? That deal physical damage mm. to opponents in a fixed AoE. It literally like pushes out like a music note and they just yeah. like kind of take damage. Uh, Tremolo florets can effectively attack opponents who are holding shields, strengthened by elemental buffs or being shielded. And do, 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 do. Phantom Realm has another uh, event gameplay: Immernacht Reich. Immernacht, <laughs> Jesus! I practiced this for like five minutes. <laughs> Immernacht Reach, Reach, I think it is. Keep uh, Reich. Reich is, yes. Yeah. Immernacht Reich. My wife, my wife is, as you found out the other day, is fluent in German, and she actually has been watching me play this, you know, this event, and the um, German in this is absolutely terrible, apparently. So, oh, really? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> as far as the as far as the uh, voice actors that are saying it, they're butchering it. How how so. cool how cool would it be if yeah <laughs> she just like. Record, give her your mic, have her record something, and send it to them. And be like, "This is how you say it." No, this is I how mean. you really say it. Well, it's not. She's not alone in this. I actually looked it up on YouTube, and there's like thousands of really, really mad Germans that play this game that are like, "What in the world are these people doing?" I'll have to send you one after this because it's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. The Noctrabins regard. I'm sorry in advance. Will randomly descend upon the Immernacht Reich keep during combat. Characters will obtain the corresponding buffs after entering the AoE of the Regard. There are three forms of the Regard that exist. There's the Waltz, which summons a Night Raven to aid in battle. During this time, it will continuously fire Freykugel at nearby opponents for 10 seconds. I feel so bad. <laughs> the Unison deals AoE electro damage to nearby opponents for every 2 seconds for 8 seconds. And then the Reprise. The character's energy is restored to 100%. An elemental burst cooldown is reset. That's a freaking dangerous buff. Yeah, um, I'd say so. That's really it. Again, you're. it's all about combat. You're just defeating opponents to complete the challenge. And then this is the one that I'm looking forward to the most. This is the Temple of the Stars Latitudes. Uh, the Temple Dome in Temple of the Star Latitudes will display key astrological signs. Each of these stars corresponds to one of the mechanisms on the ground in the temple. Find the brightest star and activate the mechanism that corresponds to it, and you will perhaps be able to solve the puzzle. During combat, activating the mechanism that corresponds to the bright stars will activate Astral Harmonics, which will randomly provide a buff. Uh, these buffs include Subduing Star, which imprisons all opponents currently on the field and increases the damage they take by 35% for 8 seconds. It literally is the, um, the imprisonment that the enemies take when Mona uses her burst. Yeah. 
Uh, collapsing star, when a character collides with an opponent, the latter will immediately be defeated. Last six seconds. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, title star applies hydro to all characters and opponents currently on the field. All frozen opponents will take 50% more damage for eight seconds. Um, so that's pretty cool. During the event, complete the Phantom Realms challenges to obtain Iridescent Floatsum. You can also use Iridescent Floatsum to exchange for rewards such as Crown of Insight. Character level up materials, both the philosophies and the ballads, I believe they're called. Yeah. Uh, for those rewards, and you'll get some talent level up materials and Mora. Yep. In addition, accumulate. In addition, accumulate a specified number of iridescent floatsum during the event to invite Princessin Der. Oh boy, Fischl. Yeah, I don't say it correctly either, but it's the, at least from the way the Genshin says it, it's Princessin de Vertolung is how they say it. But I already know that that's not Vertolung right, again. Yeah. Okay. De Fair Vertolung. Enough. Yeah. Uh, Fischl, the electro user. Uh, the character can only be invited once, as always, if you have her at C6 for whatever reason, uh, you'll probably just get like 10. I think they give 10 of the Masterless Star Glitter, which is the currency that doesn't expire or the the fates that you can buy f- with that currency don't run out. It's not the right. Stardust, it's the Star Glitter or some. It's one of the two. Anyway, you'll get like a free tuple, basically. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you full on Fischl? Your constellations? I don't know. I'll check during Wish of the Week, but I'm okay. almost positive that I'm not full. I also want to mention a couple of things before we move on real quick. First yeah. thing, what we were talking about, it's called the, the Brass Horn is the part of it. Okay. And it, it goes from from the console to the sound arm, and then the Brass Horn part is the very end. So there you go. Gotcha. Um, and it's on a gramophone is what you Ah, that's about. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then next thing is um, the Freedom Sword, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Freedom Sworn, whatever it's called. That yep. is that is um, his sword, by the way. Okay, I found that one out too. And then the second thing, or third thing rather, um, I'm assuming you know you've noticed this, but I did like that they did this. But you know, each character in the event has like their own particular little mini event inside of it, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I did like how they did that. You got the music, fire one, and then you got, of course, the electric, you know, princess castle one, and then you have the constellation star one, which is, of course, the coolest for Mona, as I'm sure you'd agree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, very cool. I like that they did that. You could tell a lot of effort went into this, and it's, I'm assuming it's because, like, this is the last big event that we're getting. Until, oh, yeah. Yeah, 3.0. So. Yeah, you can tell that compared to the other events from the whole uh the whole uh what do you what's the word i'm looking for the delay ever since the delay you can kind of tell that the events have been kind of like meh but this one whenever they do the event that lasts for the whole month is usually the event that's like really killer oh yeah for sure um i'm really excited which one which part of the event are you most excited to do Definitely the Phantom Realm, just because like I do love the whole constellation aspect of it. But considering my wife will be watching, like the Phantom Realm. Oh, I'm sorry. It, that's literally the Phantom Realm is all of them. Temple of the Star mm-hmm. is going to be my favorite, I think. But the one to see with my wife is definitely the Imanachrike 
keep one just because her making fun of Fischl the entire time and her pronunciation okay. is hilarious. So, yeah. Good she doesn't like Fischl. She, she does really like her character style and concept, but she does not like the butchering of her language. Is what Fair she enough. Said. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to play. I know for a fact I'm so glad I have Mona because if I didn't have Mona and went into mm-hmm. this event, I'd be so pissed. But I know I for sure. I feel like you want her so much more even after the event. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping that when you're done defeating the characters or like right before you go, like when you go in, it's kind of like a domain where you just hit start challenge because I know for a fact, I just want to go in there with Mona and take a bunch of screenshots. That's actually not a bad idea. That's a good, good thing to do. So I think we're about 40 minutes in. I think we do a break and then we're going to come back and talk about the uh, Shneznaya trailer. Yes, definitely. All right, cool. So enjoy the music, and when we come back, we'll talk about that. back from our break and now we are going to talk about the amazing trailer that they dropped right when we finished recording last week's episode yep this trailer is the it's a teaser an interlude teaser a winter nights lazo mm-hmm. and this was all about the 11 harbingers right there's 11, 11 here yeah um which actually i don't think they show some of them if i remember correctly they don't show Scaramouche. And two that they don't show. No, 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 no. The they show them all. They just don't show Scaramouche and obviously Rosling. Yeah, right at the end you can count. There's there's eleven. It's at two thirty eight. Mm. You got four on one side, four on the on the other, but then there's the big guy because he's holding the one. Mm. Unless they count, and then there's the guy at the end of the table. That's 11. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I only got 9. Oh, wait. Hold on. The big dude and the girl are 1. Wait. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. One one is missing. I forgot which one, but yeah. And then Skaramouche is, is rogue, so... Well, no, he's he's going after some. Okay, so anyway, let's break this. <laughs> let, let's break this down. Okay. Let, I want to start off by saying that this was so ominous. It was great. I loved. Oh it. yeah, I just want to say the music, dude. The music yeah, was cool. the music was great. the The vibe that it gave you was like you could you can tell, like if you just muted it, you could tell that these guys are not good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so the trailer opens up with a smoldering butterfly, like mm-hmm. the Rosaline's butterflies that you uh, that you see when you f- do her boss fight. 
Mm-hmm. And the head of the Harbingers is sitting there. He's narrating. Um, and he's in front of a chessboard. And if you didn't know this now, the Gnosis are actually chess pieces. Yeah. Um, and so when you, they zoom in on the leader, so to speak, at least that's the vibe that I got. You go to the leader of the, uh, of the harbingers and you see the geo and the animosis, both of them. So, yes. And Piero is the leader. He's number one. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So he's the first. Gotcha. Yeah. He's the jester. Yeah. See, I haven't, um, I haven't looked up like any lore. I just, this is the first time that I'm seeing anything about them. Yeah. I'm actually going to send you, and you might want to even include it on the, uh, description for the episode but i'm gonna send you that video that i was talking about afterwards okay it gives everyone so so everyone knows um it gives you a really nice breakdown of of the characters and what we know so far and and that kind of thing so it's pretty good gotcha so i feel like right at this point you see the smoldering butterfly fly down on a fallen chess piece Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking that this is where a lot of people uh, thought that Rosaline wasn't actually dead mm-hmm. because in that same uh, frame, he says, on this chessboard, checkmate is not where the game ends. I mean, I know this is like one of the big the big points is people just truly believe that she's not dead. Yeah, I think that that's when you are reading into something that isn't there because you want it to be true, right? Yeah. I I definitely, in my opinion, I think she's gonzo. (laughs) I don't think that they can really bring her back in a way that would feel good. Um, I I know people thought that she was going to be a big part of the story, but I think it's also okay that she isn't. You know, there's obviously lots of other very interesting characters. Um, If they did bring her back, you know, whatever, I guess. Like the only reason why I'd want her to be back is purely because I would hope that I would get to play her. Right. Right. I hope I get to, you know, play around with her as an actual character because mm-hmm. now it seems like that's pretty much never going to happen. But yeah, yeah, I just don't see them bringing her back. I'm pretty sure that she's dead. And and I think that the butterfly falling on top or, you know, landing on top of the fallen chess piece reinforces that, if anything. But right. That, that's my mind, at least. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And there's a there's a part that we'll get to in the in the later half of the teaser and it's a line, and I think that it it that line even proves m- that point even further that she's gonna True. stay dead, even though people literally have been twisting that line to make it <laughs> yeah. seem like that they're gonna bring her back. But anyway, you really um, get to see the conspiracy theorists in work with this one. <laughs> yeah. Then we get a scene of all the other harbingers. We get one that looks like he's the same race as Klee. Mm-hmm. Because the ears looks yep. like an elf. My favorite one. That one's your he, favorite? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's hmm. so funny looking. Not my, not my favorite, but definitely cool. Yeah, he, he reminds me of like a, like, a, like a goblin from Harry Potter. <laughs> definitely with the nose, I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> They start to talk about how they're going to stop work in 
Shneznaya for half a day to mourn. Mm-hmm. What is her name? Not it's Rosaline, but what's her? What was Senora? Senora, yeah. To mourn her death, or La Sen- La Senora, actually. Yeah, but yeah, La Senora. That's right. Crimson Witch of Flames. That's another one of hers. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> um, the different harbingers just kind of go on to talk about their feelings about Rosaline's death and what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. I feel like, honestly, it gives you a really good, even though each one probably said like less than 12 words. Yeah. It, it really gave you a really good idea about each person's personality. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. You kind of get a sense of everyone in this and the way that they react or the things that they say. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, also, I just want to mention that uh, your favorite character, his name is Pulse. What is it? Pulsanella. And Pulsanella. His, mon- his moniker is the Rooster. Nice. So, there you go. All right, cool. So, I'm actually just going to have you run through this with me then. Okay. The next one who, and he's the mayor, right? Uh, Yeah, let me go grab his rep. The banker, I think is what it was, actually. I oh, know he's the he's the mayor, uh, and then the banker the... starts speaking next. He's the yeah. one with the glasses, the black hair. Right? Isn't that the one that you're talking about? The glass and black hair. Or which one are you talking about? Though I was saying the mayor is the one is Pulse. Uh, I need to just pull this up. the The next character after um, Pulsanella starts talking is Pantalone. Yeah, Pantalone. The, Okay, and he's the regrater. Yeah. Or regrator. Regrater. I think one of those reg- two. I think regrater, but regrater. Yeah, it sounds weird, but yeah, I'm going with that as the right answer. Okay, okay. <laughs> so so he starts talking, and when he's talking, he's saying, even speaking as a banker, so we know that he's the banker. Right. And then there is another character who comes in and she starts talking about how uh, the businessmen and the dignitaries are just heartless because she died in a foreign land. And this character is Arlecchino. Arlecchino. Arlecchino, I think. <laughs> yeah. Arlecchino and uh, her alias is the Knave. Yeah. Her her alias. How do you feel about her? Um, I think that she's. I think she's cool. She has definitely got. Like she, she's a strong woman that you probably don't want to mess with. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. the kind of attitude that I get. I would uh, be afraid to cross her. That's for sure. Um, she also has a really cool character design. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of her for sure. I'm, I'm yeah. Interested. But I think that she is going to be, uh, pretty tough whenever we meet her in the story for sure. Yeah. So then we also have um, this. Right after that, there's a character sitting down. He's got his arms crossed. He has, like, orange hair and, like, a red mm-hmm. shirt. And he says, hey, come on now. Even I don't think this is the right time or place for a fight. Um, <laughs> he looks really cool. I, I hope he becomes a playable character. Yeah, something tells me I, I think he will. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, let me look up his name. Oh, his name is <laughs> <Yeah>. Tartaglia. <laughs> Um, mysterious character he is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you see child and, and he's just sitting there and I love his demeanor is just like, I do not want to be here. Like, I hate this. 
Yeah. He's just as like, it, anything that is not to do with fighting is so trivial to him. You know what I right. mean? Right, right. Yeah, so he definitely has that attitude. He's like, geez, like, you know, even in this circumstance, I wouldn't even fight. But yeah, like, right. can we just be I, done with this? <laughs> yeah, I I love it because it just even proves so much more about how he does not want to be a part of this anymore. Yeah, it definitely shows the difference between him and the rest, I feel like. It reinforces it. Yeah. So, it's interesting. But, I mean, keep in mind, though, he is still, like, incredibly devout to uh, specifically, uh, what's her name? The the cryo... Um, the Sarista. Archon. Yeah, Sarista. Thank you, that's what it's called. Yep. He is, like, for some reason, he's incredibly devout to her. So, yeah. Uh, after that, you get a quick look at... Sandrone Mm -hmm. and we don't know very much I don't even really think that Sandrone says a whole lot honestly yeah Um, I don't don't remember her saying much Um, amazing looking character though mostly her the um, friend of hers mm -hmm. I think that if I remember correctly on the breakdown she's like actually like the machinist or something Okay. Like she creates these characters, including that's actually like a robot behind her. And well, yeah, her her thing says it all. Her uh, her alias is the puppet. Ah, there you go. Um, so yeah, that pretty much tells you everything you need to know. But I really want her as a playable character, just because in my mind, do I get to like puppet these other characters? Because that would be sick. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. So if she's like a summoning based character, that would be amazing for me. She reminds me of... Did you watch Naruto? Did I watch Naruto? Okay. Yes, I love uh, What's the... Uh, what was the one Akatsuki's name? Um, that did what? If you tell me like what he did... I he's the, he was the puppet. He... he um, oh, uh, Sasori? Sasori, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's who L- that little, reminds me of. A little different because like Sasori was the puppet and she's just using a puppet. Right, he was a puppet but, controlling puppets. Yeah, but then he ultimately also was a puppet. Correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But That's just what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. I think that, like, she's, I mean, she's exactly like, or at least I hope she works exactly like any of the puppet clan people. Right. right? That, like, puppet their stuff in Naruto. That'd be amazing for this. Oh, yeah. I really hope that we have something like that happen. And then we get uh, Capitano. Yeah. Capitano. It, ha- it has to be Capitano because if it's just Capitano, is it Capitano? Capitano. I'm saying Capitano. I think Capitano. Yeah. Sounds way more badass. <laughs> um. And then he says, though her methods tarnished her honor, low falters sacrifice is a great pity. Is that like another name for her? Mm, not one that I've heard. What what minute is it? Um, that's at, uh, 156. 156, sorry. Though her method, though her methods tarnished her honor, Loa Falter's sacrifice is a great pity. Though her methods, ah. I, every time I pause, it gets rid of the, the CC for it. Not no, I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, he says that her loss shall not, hin- shall not hinder our progress, but mm-hmm. Dotir. Yeah. Um, they Dator- say. Dotore, yeah. 
Yeah, Dottore. What of Scaramouche and the Gnosis from Inazuma? He says conventional wisdom holds that divine knowledge cannot be rationally comprehended. Then he says after conquering the divine gaze, he will make his next move. So he's this story is in the future and he is already going after what is known to be the divine gaze. Yeah. Because then he's saying that Scaramouche will then make his next move. So you do know like that what Scaramouche is doing. He's not just like rogue. I could have swore that he left the organization. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting it mixed up with something else, but I could have swore that was the case. We'll have well, to I talk. Mean, I, I also don't know if I'm like getting things from stuff that I shouldn't know either. So I don't know if this is all jumbled up in my head now. So I'll talk to you more about it afterwards. Okay. Yeah. After that, um, Piero comes through the jester mm-hmm. and he says uh, this. I really thought this was hilarious. He comes out of the shadow and he says, right now you have no captive audience, which is extremely funny because they actually did. They had like a few thousand, a hundred thousand people watching this and like freaking out over it. So yeah, exactly. I thought that was really funny. Uh, how so, do you feel about Piero once he steps out into light? What's the first thing that came to your mind? Uh, for Piero? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, nothing in particular. Okay. The first thing that comes to my mind is this guy has to either have something to do or have a lot to do with Dainsleaf. Mm, why? It's the, oh, just the mask? The mask, the hair. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I, I I don't know, man. He. <laughs> I mean, it's a good it's a good catch. Like, is there obviously there are a few similarities, but I don't think so here. Mm-hmm. One person who does not talk, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we we at least mention that they're there, is um, Damselette. And she's just kind of like crying over the coffin. But she is there and then she's kind of standing. So after Piero comes into the scene, um, he basically comes in. They're all standing around. Child still continues to look like he doesn't even want to be there. And that he doesn't feel bad for La Senora. He's, I, I feel like he just doesn't care at this point. <laughs> I think he's somewhat invested, but yeah, like he's just bored. I think is is more what it is. Yeah. And then they uh they go on to say that um absolute peace is their goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, they say now you rest in this coffin encased in layer upon layer of ice. Just talking about La Senora, uh, mm-hmm. being dead. And then I think this this is the quote that uh, everybody started twisting into a knot. They say, but Rosalind, I promise you that your final resting place will be the entirety of the old world, which to me is saying, okay, you died in the old world and, and right. that will be, that's it. Like, yeah, don't, don't worry. worry like, we're going to bring about the new world. Correct. Because of your sacrifice. Yeah. I, t- right. I took it as that too. Yeah. So, and I also feel like in a way this quote was basically saying what you like, what you did for us you're you're still not dead like to them she's still not dead and that mm-hmm. her final rest like when the new world comes about then like they're going to be able to like 
let her rest. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I definitely think so. I think that they're trying to basically say that her sacrifice will not be in vain and that they'll carry on the mission with her in like their hearts and stuff and their goals. Right. Yeah. So after that, uh, the screen goes black. We get, we get a quote from somebody talking and they say, so where's the segment in the prime of his life? I think the one that's talking, by the way, is Damzaletta. Okay. Yeah. That, that that would make sense. Um, and it shoots over to a v- extremely large tree and it's completely on fire. The ground around this person is on fire. And uh, I believe it's probably Piero that's mm-hmm. talking right now. And he says he's busy with a little experiment. No, Blast- Dottoro. Oh, Dottore, rather. Dottore, yeah. Um, so Dottore says he's busy with a little experiment in blasphemy. Mm-hmm. And the tree is just burning on fire. He smiles, and then Kali wakes up from the nightmare. Yeah, so, and actually, like, Dottore has multiple versions of himself, basically. And um, he was talking about, like, the younger version. He, like, has different versions of himself throughout like his ages basically so there's like a younger version and an older version all that kind of stuff and so she was asking like you know you look particularly young you know where's the the prime you and he's like oh Oh. i'm I'm out doing something right now you know blasphemy and he's setting this giant tree on fire that's i'm assuming something sacred and um that's whenever collie wakes up and collie wakes up because she is i'm assuming somehow still connected to Dottore because Dottore was the one that put her under all those experiments and gave her the delusion that she has. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Thanks. Cause I had no idea about any of that. Yeah. And Dottore is also, uh, voiced by a, for the English version is voiced by a good friend of mine too. So it's pretty, pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, Kali wakes up from that, uh, from that nightmare, and then you hear Tanari call her over, getting ready to go out on patrol, and she kind of just is wondering, like, what was that nightmare, basically? So, and that's the end of the trailer. Yep. Pretty uh, full. Yeah. Lots to go over there. I mean, first of all, I have to ask you, which one is your favorite out of all of them? Not to play, but just like the favorite personality or coolest looking, that kind of thing. I mean, I really like Pulsanella just because he's so like different and like short. But mm-hmm. I don't know, Pantalone just Pantalone just kind of looks like a jerk. Yeah, I don't know. I think Capitano, honestly. Capitano is my second favorite. I think Dottori has to be my first just because I love the whole mad scientist vibe to it. And, like, he's obviously got a lot of play in the series and how stuff works. Like, this is total speculation, by the way, but I have a feeling that he has, like, his own little scheme underneath the the scheme of the... um of the Fatui in general. Like he's gotcha. that kind of guy. That's just like, you can't trust him. Cause he's always doing his own thing. You know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. like in Orochimaru, right? Like when he was part of the Akatsuki. Right. Right. Like, yeah, it's like he had his own thing going on the whole time. Mm, like so, he wants to like overthrow it kind of, or break yeah. off. 
Yeah, I get that vibe from him. So, like, he's using them, not the other way around. Which is which is pretty cool because now that I'm reading this, it says that that he was expelled from the Sumer Academia. Yeah, because yeah, he always pushed everything too far. I think. Let me see what it. Yeah, due to his unorthodox methods of research. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's a absolute weirdo and will kill and murder people if he needs to to complete his experiments so yeah that definitely does sound like orochimaru yeah exactly so i think he's going to be the most interesting of the bunch i also do like the way he looks and all that kind of stuff and my god i hope we get to play him you know i don't know i've i've heard that all of these characters minus one will be playable or i guess i guess minus two uh, will be playable. I have no idea if that's the actual case or not, um, but I hope it to be true just because I really want to play these characters so badly. But <sighs> see, I can see I... them not doing it because I I already know what you're going to say. Tell me if I'm right that like everyone, like it's only like good people that we that we play with, it seems like, and then that would mean that everyone is like good essentially in the end. Is that Was that what you were going to say? Yes, I want them all to just stay bad. I want them all to be bad. I want to beat them to a bloody pulp and <laughs> and that's it. Like I it's it's enough for me to have I think I talked about this in the Discord. It it's a it's a lot. You get a lot of child mm-hmm. through bits and pieces, but over that time you see him kind of like slowly turning over a new leaf. Definitely, and, I agree. And you, I think the the part that was most apparent for me when we saw Child kind of turning over the new le- a new leaf was when you go into the domain with him in Inazuma and you uh you wake up Shikitaishu, the little floating yeah. piece of paper that talks to you. That whole event, you kind of see. Oh, he's like he just wants to fight. He's like. He's like Goku, right? He just wants a challenge. So he's, he's, I, f- I feel like the being a harbinger mm-hmm. is just a means to him fighting really strong people. Now he's slowly starting to realize that he can just do that wherever he wants. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that part of that is correct. Um, and I, I like that, you know, Tartaglia is one of the people that we get to play and I do agree that it would kind of mess like it it wouldn't be a great story if everyone turns over a leaf and becomes good or you see him from a different light it's kind of boring I get it but like I also don't know why they have to be good for us to play with it's not like they acknowledge whoever we're playing at the time anyways yep you know like I'll play Mona and then I get into a cutscene and it's the traveler right like it doesn't really matter so I I hope that they would be okay with that happening and we could just play these characters even though they're bad you know the the other thing is that it would make child's kind of development just seem mm-hmm. so much so less than like if every yeah. sing, it, he he's doing something really cool which i think is just breaking breaking off the like he's just a branch on this tree and he's breaking off of it and well we don't know if he's breaking off of it no, but but it's heavily implied, and it it he's the only character that this makes sense for, honestly. So if you just start having every one except for two, of which one of them's dead, so right. there's only one other one, that 
is going to just break off and be good, then if that's the case, that is. Now, am I, am I, I'm not trying to say that, like, I I don't want these pl- these characters to be playable, because I do. Right. I really right. do. But do not, by all means, do not make them turn good, or if anything, the most that I want them to do is do a Demon Slayer where after every single of the upper or lower demons of mm. uh <laughs> of the clan they do they do make you feel super bad for them honestly they, they give do them a really a slight redemption arc right at the very end like oh, with yeah. their last last thoughts basically yep. yeah and and they do a really good job of showing you how they got to be demons and it makes you feel bad for them but at the same time Sorry, but you gotta die. So uh, I hope I hope they do that for all of these characters, uh, with the exception like of Scaramouche. I'm still kind of iffy on him. I I don't I see I don't even want Scaramouche to be playable. I definitely want him to be. I don't. Playable. I don't. I don't. It's it's. <laughs> It's too much. They're just, let's just make all the Harbingers. No, don't make all the Harbingers playable. Don't do I got, it. I got bad news for you for the future then. because I know. I know he's going to. I know. I, I've, I've seen way too much. I know that yeah. everybody and their mother wants Skarmouche to be playable, but I don't. I want him to be a, I want him to be this. Listen, you don't want Skarmouche to be playable. I'm going to tell you this right now. Every, every player of every single video game, they, mm-hmm. you, Listen, you think you know what you want. You think you want Skarmouche to be playable. You think you want all these characters to be playable. You don't. Because when you do, you will complain and you will find flaws in literally every single aspect of them being playable. You don't know what you want. The people who make this game, they know what you want. (laughs) Now, am I saying that they're going to give you what you want? No. They're not going to give you every single thing that you want. That would be dumb of them. They're not going to do that. But you do not. You think you know what you want. Believe me, I've been in. I've been in these <laughs> shoes before. You don't, and I do not want Scarmouche to be playable. What you actually want, I'll tell you what you want, because I am the voice of the people. <laughs> okay. What do you? What do we want as the as the people? Then? You want Scarmouche to be a raid boss at the very end of like a dungeon esque game type with your friends. That's what you want. You want Scaramouche to be so hard that it doesn't take you five minutes to run through it just so you can get 1,500 battle pass points. You want Scaramouche to be extremely hard, so you have to go through it multiple times just to beat it. That's what you want. You I want mean, Scaramouche I... to be good com- like good content, because you know what's going to happen? Scaramouche will sit on the bench. You will not use Scaramouche. <laughs> Listen, I frequently don't use Mona, and I am super excited that I have her. If I had to mm-hmm. pick between Scaramouche and Mona being playable, even if Scaramouche was good, I'd pick Mona. But I, I don't still... know. The idea of walking around with a Fatui team seems pretty awesome to me. I mean, I mean, yeah, but that's <laughs> that to me, at least to me. And obviously, this is all personal, and I'm I'm really oh, just yeah, like course, making a big joke yeah, on my yeah, tangent yeah. or my my uh, my rant. But I mean, yeah, that does sound really cool. Even just having like a team of like villains. Yeah. Not even just the Fatui, right? Like any villain. Yeah, I, I agree. Would, like it would that's... be super cool. That's kind of the fun of it. But I, I would say, like, there is an aspect of, of that that I 100% agree with. Like, I think if they implemented them in some really meaningful and impactful way, that's not like, you know, child being just a weekly boss, you know, like that you just like literally go to and you show up on his front door and you're like, I'm going to fight you now. Right. 
mm-hmm. if they did have like you know what we've discussed before and and what you were just talking about like a like a true like raid dungeon scenario with him being a super badass boss yeah sure i would say i would be okay with him not being playable but i definitely at least for me and this this definitely could be like other people can't um but I can compartmentalize the narrative of the story, like keeping them as bad and also playing them at the same time. Like I don't necessarily, yeah. yeah, Like that to me isn't a problem. I 100% agree. Like I don't want them to all be this like, Oh, they're actually good kind of thing. Like I like there to be good, well-developed bad characters that are bad. Right. Um, but yeah, like I definitely still want to play them too at the same time. So I am of a similar mindset of you, uh, or as you rather, but I definitely do still just want to play them just because. Because I don't care if the character I'm playing is bad or good as long as they're badass to play. I mean, I, I support that 100%. I yeah. do. I And I agree. If I can also compartmentalize, and I get it, people don't want, you know... To, they want to have the team be all good player, uh, all good characters, or all like good-hearted characters that aren't like villains. But I, I do want villain characters. I do. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But not if they gotta just keep them bad. They have to. Yeah, I agree. Don't don't sacrifice in order to make them playable. Don't sacrifice the integrity of a narrative, or at least that character's narrative. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm so, with you. um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I mean, I think, oh, did I say, yes, I already talked about, like, the connection between Dottore and, uh, Kali, yeah, okay, so, yeah, yep. I mean, that's pretty much it for, for me, then. Yeah, I think, uh, the reason why I like Capitano is just because, like, I can't see his face. He has a really cool mask on, like, not gonna lie, super cool mask on, so, yeah. I, I'm a fan of him. I definitely he like I said he was my number two. I think the coolest one to play if they do it correctly is going to be Sandrone, the the mm-hmm. puppeteer. Like I think she would be the coolest, but yeah, other than that, like I would I definitely would have to go with uh, um, Capitano for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, check this trailer, this teaser out. It's it's really good. the The music is great. It it really just kind of gives you a glimpse of how bad the Vatui are. And how bad the Harbingers are. So I definitely recommend checking this out. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Now let me ask you something. I'm not sure if we can can or should talk about it. It's really just speculation. It's not spoilers. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think that, this is big picture stuff, but do you think that the Traveler is going to go, when it's all kind of said and done, and we, we know all of what's going on, do you think that he's going to end up siding with her, or do you think it's going to be him siding with Dainsleaf, or is it going to be him siding with uh, the gods, or what? Um, no. And I've I've uh I've thought about this. Mm-hmm. You know, is it is it a thing where we're going to team up with the Harbingers, and that's why they quote unquote turn good, like everybody right. thinks that is going to happen, and then we're actually going to take down the gods, um. Now, not like the Archons, obviously, but like there are other gods, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So is it going to be that? Is I I could see that happening where, you know, we take – I could see the – because, listen, 
let's be honest. If you actually used your brain, not mm-hmm. saying that anybody's dumb here, but if you used your brain, you would obviously come to the conclusion that, oh, hey, we get a character of every single Archon, right? So you can almost guarantee right. that we're going to get the Sarista as a playable character. Yeah. Right? Because she's the Cryo Archon. So my thought process is at the end, we're going to go to Shneznaya and basically prove to them that they're wrong and then they're going to need our help. Yeah, I think it's going to be something close to that. I think that we are going to, for one reason or another, that we are going to end up kind of siding with them, which would lead to them being potentially playable. Like, maybe that's how that happens. Right. Because I I do think ultimately it seems like even the Archons at this point, or at least many of them that we've met, don't really care for the the gods that much or, or agree that the gods have had too much power in the past and stuff. Right. So, yeah, I, I see it ultimately like their methods are bad, like the Fatui methods are bad, but the ultimate goal is similar. You know what I yep. mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. And if that was my two cents, I figured a good time to, to ask the question since we're, we kind of just hit this big milestone. So, yep, for sure. <clears throat> um, I think that's it. You ready to do wish of the week? Wish of the week. You go Sweet. first. I gotta load up the game. Let me let me say like so. I've already complained about it in the uh, Discord a little bit, but yeah, I put down a whole bunch of witches for Kazua, and it ended up taking me what was it? I think it was a hundred and fifty. Yeah, it was either hundred fifty or hundred sixty. But if you remember me saying 150, 150 pulls to get Kazua. I was basically right at the beginning of because I had pulled those two, um, whatchamacallits, uh, what was her name? The detective girl. Yelon. Yes. I too pulled two of them on the pod and I hadn't really pulled since. And so then I pulled um, for Kazuha, ended up losing my 50-50 at pretty much max pull, like where I should have been pulling it every single time. <laughs> um, and then restart go to like max pull again basically and end up finally getting him so yeah it's been brutal for the pulls for me I'm like really actually hoping. max or no not actually max, like, like super close damn to near well i don't remember what the mathematical like max is right because like it's 90 it's 90 so then yeah. by 90 pulls you are guaranteed a five star but not like guaranteed the limited unless you pull a non-limited five star Right. But keep in mind the percentage likelihood of you pulling goes up and up and up till it's at a hundred percent at ninety. Right. Oh wait, is that how that works? Yeah. So it should be you should be pulling before ninety, basically. And I it might work on a I don't remember if there's a curve involved. I don't remember where it starts really picking up or where it starts getting um like diminished returns. But yeah, that that's how it works. Like it goes off a percentage increase per per pull. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. So, what? So that's why like your probability of pulling in the, you know, the the latter parts of it are pretty high. Oh, wow. Uh, I had no idea. Okay, well that's good to know because I had no idea that that was a thing. Yeah, that's whatsoever. why it's like really hard to actually get up to like max max pull, which is 90. So, because oh, wow. usually you're going to hit it before that. Oh, 
tank. So anyways, yeah. I got I got close though as the thing and it was uh, very frustrating to, to have to go all the way there to pull it. Okay, so. so who do you have? Like did you end up pulling or like did you yeah, end up so getting I, Kazuma? I got I got, I got uh Chichi mm-hmm. um for my 50-50 that I lost, which is annoying because I get her every single time whenever I'm really aiming for someone. She's always the one I pull. Um, mm-hmm. but then I ended up getting my, um, you know, it was guaranteed on the next one. So I did get Kazua and it was just Kazua. I got, um, I didn't get any other four stars or anything like that with it. So it felt really bad. Oof. So, so, yeah. so you did or did not get Hazo? Oh, I did get him. Yeah. On my way up, I did get a couple of copies of him. I think I have him at C3. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not going to put any investment into him though. Oh, you're not. No, I like he's from what I've seen. Like I, I, I always kind of wait a bit unless it's someone I really want or really know, um, because I'll kind of see what the general opinion on him is, you know, and kind of then be like, all right, if I hear that he's good, then I'll investigate, see why he's good and everything like that, and then I'll decide if I want to put him in a comp or not. But so far, I haven't heard anything astounding from him, and it makes mm. sense too because. His ability for charge, especially, is so long. It's incredibly impractical. Like, oh, really? Cool, cool as hell looking, right? Whenever you charge up his move. But, I mean, how, like, you're never going to get that long in a competitive, like, you know, in the uh, Abyss. Like, you're never going to get that long to charge up that ability. Gotcha. So, yeah. Hmm. So, your final review on Heizo is, or Heizo is... Well, I will say that I, I haven't really investigated him beyond that. That's super superficial, but I'm just like automatically he was kind of like on my like, nope, don't worry about it. So gotcha. I, I can't fully say, but I would say right off the bat right now, I haven't heard anything really special about him yet. And based on that quick observation, I would say probably not worth investing or certainly wait and see what the general consensus is. They might find something miraculous about him. There's been a few characters that came out and were they thought were going to be very lackluster and then ended up being meta-breaking. Kazu was a good example of that. Yuimiya was a good one, too. Yeah, that yeah, it's the same thing. Everyone slept on both of those characters, and now they're like, oh my god, amazing, especially Kazuha, So Gotcha. Yeah. All right, you ready for your wish? I am, and I just checked. I only have Fischl at C2. Oh, wow. So you can definitely use official. Ugh, I don't care about official. I don't want official. <laughs> yeah, official's not like a character that I'm like super crazy about. Yeah. All right. So I only have 186 primos, so I'm only doing one pull today. Are you doing another 10? No, no, no. I'm going to do my, my 10 for uh, Yo-Yo. Okay. Yo- Yo-Mia. There we go. Got it. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're heartbroken right now from your Chi-Chi. Yeah, exactly. It hurts every time I pull right now. So. All right, here we go. Oh, please. I got a four star. This mm. needs to be Hazo. Oh, my God. No. It's Toma. Oh, God. Uh, all right. I have uh, I have him at C6, so I got an instant five uh, star glitter. I'm going to do one more with okay. this fate that I'm getting. Jeez, that could have, like, I need Hazo so bad. Uh, blue. So, trash. Uh, my luck continues to be bad, and I'm only at like twenty some pity for Kazua. So, all right, so I'm not pulling on the Kazua banner, but I do have a pull for the regular banner. 
that I'm going to use. Oh, instead. okay. Uh, yeah. Standard banner. Yeah, I don't want to risk pulling another Kazuo. Got it. And it is blue. Oh dang. Yeah, I am like I am like sixty pulls into this one though, so I should be getting a five star. Oh player. yeah, I think the average is like six, like in the upper sixties. Yeah, exactly. So so. All right, there we go. Nothing of note this time around, everyone. <laughs> All right, that is the end of our episode. I knew this was going to be jam packed. It's about an hour and a half long without editing. So yeah. Where can our listeners find you, Pharaoh? All right, so you can find us um, a couple different podcasts. So we have the Dislike Directive. Um, you can also find us at Click or Skip, um, which is a movie and TV show review podcast. Um, then you can go to the Discord, discord.me forward slash the directive. And yeah, that's good. Sweet. If you guys want to get a hold of the show, you can hit me up on Twitter. That's at HoyoCast. Or you can join our Discord, which is discord.me forward slash The Resonance, if you guys want to join our Discord. And I'm also on HoYoLab, but my username on HoYoLab is AmbiguousHD because they don't allow you to change your username. And that's like every profile username I had for like anything like gaming related. Uh. So I am on there. And that's no spaces, ambiguous, and then capital HD. So yeah, I post pretty much any of my submissions on HoYoLab go there. I post whenever an episode goes live there. I know some people from the Discord have found me through HoYoLab, but Hmm. I am on there. And you guys can expect another bonus episode, I think. Uh, I'm just going to keep doing bonus episodes whenever they do events because they allow any form of submission to be viable, which nobody ever said that. they Basically, they don't say, oh, no audio. They just say you can't advertise. So there is no me talking about the Discord or anything like that. It is strictly me talking about the submission. That way it stays valid. But I will continue to do bonus episodes for whenever they do an event. Usually it's uh, whenever they announce something new, they want your feedback on it, or whenever there's like a rerun. Uh, it's usually something about the character, so on and so forth. So, how many primo gems are we talking for this? I think it's sixty for each one. So that's it. It's sixty. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you could literally just r- type a one sentence comment on like what you thought was most impressive about Kazuha, and then boom, you're done. So li- the way I think about it is, you're you're gonna get sixty primos for doing four daily commissions and then teleporting back to the Adventures Guild and then handing in those four daily commissions, right? That's mm-hmm. 60. For you to literally type out one comment on HoYoLab, it's 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 honestly a good deal to get that yeah, just that I many. Mean, you're not wrong whenever you put it like that. So, so that's that's the way I look at it, but I know I'm doing way more by recording 10 minutes of audio, but at least you guys get extra content and I'm just trying to get more Primo Gems so I can get my characters that I want. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When's the... Actually, you know what? Better for next week's discussion. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. That is the end of our episode. I hope you guys liked our breakdown and our thoughts about the uh, Harbinger trailer. Uh, Check it out. Let us know what you guys think about that. I'm very interested to see what other people think because there's a bunch of different ways that you could really break that down and kind of dissect it. So let us know. Other than that, that's all I got. I think next week we're going to cover Kazuha's story. 
We'll mm-hmm. talk about Hazo's hangout, and we'll probably talk more about the actual story and lore regarding the Summertime Odyssey event. Definitely, definitely. Cool. So we will see you guys next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.